You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to this Thursday edition of the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, now thanks be to God who always causes you and I to try it. But I'm so excited. So good to have you with us this Thursday. I know many of you uh, are going to work tomorrow and have school, so I'm not going to be long here today. But we've been talking about toxic relationships, toxic relationships. This is the seventh lesson of a nine lesson series. So we're near, we're, we're finishing up, getting close to finish. Now, what we began last week is a subtopic entitled selfie relationships, selfie relationships. The theme of this short series is the destructive impact of selfishness on relationships, the destructive impact of selfishness on relationships. Our background text is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5 in the New Living Translation. It says, love does not depend on its own way. And then in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 in the New Living Translation, it simply said, don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Now, this is part two of the short series, Selfie Relationship. In part one, we discovered that a selfie or selfish relationship is simply a one-sided relationship. One person in the relationship is investing time, money, energy, so forth and so on. And the other person is receiving, 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 receiving. And that's a one-sided relationship. We gave you biblical examples in, in our first part, first lesson, because we, I wanted you to see that this issue of selfishness is not a new phenomenon. It's not something that's just current. It runs all through the Bible, and we gave you illustrations. And then we concluded part one by talking about signs that you're in a selfish relationship. You can always go on YouTube. You can always go on our, our Facebook page, Church Faith Chapel Facebook page, and you can get the prior lesson. But I want to deal with, in this part two, what should I do? You know, we got to always get to that point. What should I do? What should I do if your partner is selfish? What, what should I do, Mike? What should I do if I'm the selfish partner? If I'm the selfish partner? Let's answer these two questions. It's going to be very practical. going to be very, a blessing. Not going to be deep. Very practical, and it's going to bless you. And I believe that the anointing is flowing even now. I believe that yokes will be destroyed. Burdens will be removed. I've been getting great feedback on this series, so I want you to continue to give me your feedback. Go back and listen to the podcast. I believe it's going to be a blessing. So what should I do? If my partner is selfish, now I use the word partner in a generic sense. 
whether it's your spouse or whether it's a friend, whether it's a dating relationship, maybe it's a teammate on your athletic team or it can be a coworker. I'm talking about in a generic sense when I use the word partner. What do I do if my partner is selfish? I'm going to give you some practical things. Number one, this is what you should do. Number one, you should confront them. Bring their selfishness to their attention in the context of a situation. Number one, confront them. Confront them. Bring their selfishness to their attention in the context of a situation because they're going to always give me an example. Give me an illustration. So since selfishness is the norm, in other words, we're talking about the normal pattern in your relationship is your partner is selfish. You have to confront that person, bring it to their attention in the context of a situation and you have to be consistent. It may seem like you're complaining. They may even say you're complaining, but you've got to be consistent because we're talking about selfishness as a norm. So in the context of a situation, you want to let them know what you desire, what you need, what your concerns are in the context of a situation. In the context of a situation, you want to let them know how their words, how their actions or how their negligence made you feel. We talk about number one, confront them in the context of a situation. You want to let them know how their words, their actions or their negligence made you feel. And you want to frame it like this. When you said this, it made me feel. When you did this, you made me feel. In the context of a situation, when you did not do this, this is how it made me feel. Okay, don't call the person selfish. Now, if you want a a debate, you want defensiveness, then just look at the person. Say, you're just so selfish. You're just so selfish. That is going to invite an argument. It's going to invite a debate. So you want to let them know how their words, how their actions, how their negligence made you feel. Say it when you did this, when you said this, when you did not do this, it made me feel. So number one, confront them, bring their selfishness to their attention in the context of a situation. Number two, we're talking about what you should do if your partner, the person you're in a relationship with is selfish. Number one, Two, you need to stop doing them favors. Stop doing them favors. If they're often asking, they ask for this, ask for that, ask for this, ask for that, then here's what you do. You stop doing favors for them. I don't have to give you an interpretation. Stop. Just stop. 
They're consistently asking, which means you're giving, and I'm saying stop doing favors for them. Number three, stop enabling them by assuming their responsibilities. Stop propping them up. Stop enabling them. Stop assisting them by taking responsibilities or assuming responsibilities that are theirs. Now, listen at this. I want you to roll back a little and allow them to see and feel what it means to lose your efforts. That's a good point, isn't it? I want you to dial back your giving a little bit. I want you to to bag back a little bit and allow them to see, allow them to feel what it means to lose your efforts. That's number three. Stop enabling them by assuming their responsibilities. Number four, give yourself this very practical. Give yourself the attention You are giving them. Give yourself the attention that you were giving them. Don't allow your life to be filled out with their choices. That's tweetable right there. Don't allow your life to be filled with their choices. I am telling you, number four, give yourself the attention you were giving them. Darius Daniels, outstanding leader, outstanding minister, uh, has a book entitled Relational Intelligence. I love uh, Darius. I love his ministry. I listen to him. I enjoy his teaching. Powerful leader has a book entitled Relational Intelligence. Good book. I would suggest you get it. He said something in one of the chapters. He said, self-care isn't selfishness, it's stewardship. Great, great. I'm quoting him. Self-care isn't selfishness, it's stewardship. So number four, what do I do if in my relationship I'm dealing with a selfish partner Give yourself the attention you were giving them. Number five. Number five. What do you do if your partner is selfish? Establish a taking turn experiment. Establish. Very practical. Establish a taking turn Experiment. In other words, take turns. You take turns. My turn, your turn. So if it's in a conversation, you're going to apply this experiment. While he or she is talking, it's your turn to listen. When you're talking, it's she or he's turn to listen. Take turns. So in your conversations... You're not going to let your partner do all the talking because you you got an experiment going. You're going to let your partner talk in a conversation and you're just going to listen. You're not going to interrupt. You're not going to debate. You're just going to listen. When your partner finished talking, it's your turn to talk. 
their turn to listen. If it's a sharing, sharing issue, then your turn to give, he or she's turn to receive. He or she turn to give, your turn to receive. A take turn experiment. If it's in decision making, you're gonna take turns. Okay, he or she decides this time, you're gonna follow. If it's consistent with morality and integrity and, and not illegal, I'm not talking about some illegal or immoral, but the decisions, the everyday decisions, you don't want one person making all the decisions and you're following, or you making all the decisions and your partner's following. No, you're gonna take turns. He or she will decide, you're gonna follow. You're going to decide he or she will follow. Now, my wife and I, we, we were, were not dealing with selfishness, but we incorporated this take turn experiment in our relationship. And, and, and it's natural when it comes to birthdays, but we try to do it in, in other at other times. For example, if it's her birthday, then she, we would take trips. Well, we're going to go wherever she want to go. I'm not going to say, well, I don't want to go there. I don't like this. No, no, no. It's her turn. So we're going to go. My birthday is my turn. I don't care whether you don't like this. You don't like. No, no. It's my turn. I take turn thing because we're trying now in, in this instance, you're trying to break the selfishness. Then number six, set boundaries for what you can or cannot deal with. Set boundaries for what you can or cannot deal with. Now, I'm not going to go into detail on this one, Number uh, six, I'm not going to go into detail on this one because our next uh, lesson series, our next lesson, pardon me, our next lesson, right after this one, we're going to talk about boundaries. So I'll just simply say, number six, what should you do if your partner is selfish? then you want to set boundaries for what you can and cannot deal with. And I'm going to explain that in greater detail in our next lesson. Number seven, what should we do? What should I do if my partner is selfish? Decide if you should continue the relationship or walk away. You got to decide. And, and, and God allows us, when we start talking about toxic relationships, we said that it is the character of God to give others choices. That's his character. He doesn't force us to do anything. God is not going to force you to stay in a relationship. He's not going to force you to leave. So this seventh thing is very important. I got to give some clarity to this one. Decide you're in a relationship. Your partner is selfish. That's the norm. Now you have to decide if you should continue in this relationship. Your partner is selfish. It's the norm. You got to decide whether you're going to continue in this relationship or whether you're going to walk away. Now here's some things to take note before you walk away. I'm talking about selfishness now. Number one, 
Are they indifferent? You brought to their attention, you confronted them in the context of a situation, you explained how their words, actions, negligence made you feel, and their response is they are indifferent. Now, you got to decide what you're going to do. You're going to stay in that. They don't care. Or you're going to walk away. Number two, are they defensive? Are they argumentative? Are they defensive? Are they argumentative? Now, you share specifically how their actions, words, behaviors impacting you. But they're debating you. They're arguing with you. Now you got to make a decision. They're angry at me. You, you, you're transparent. You're open. You're sharing. You're confronting in the context of a situation. You want the relationship to work. But they respond by being angry. Now all of a sudden they anger at you because of what you said. They mean, now they're responding to me. So you got a choice. Sir, you got a choice, ma'am. You got a cho- choice. Are you going to continue in a relationship? Well, when you communicate your feelings, your partner gets angry in me. You got to decide what you're going to do. Are they uh, sensitive to your hurt? Man, you share and they respond in a very positive way. And they were sensitive. They were willing to listen. But not only were they willing to listen, they were apologetic. They apologized. But not only did they apologize, they were willing to make some changes. They were open to counseling. Now you got something to work with. You got something to work with. Because they were sensitive they to your hurt. They were apologetic. They, they began to make some changes and they're open to counseling. You got something to walk, work with. But you got to evaluate relationship and let's review what you do if you're in a relationship and your partner is selfish. That's the norm of the relationship. Number one, you confront them and bring to their uh, bring selfishness to their attention in the context of a situation. Number two, you stop doing them favors if they're constantly asking for them. Number three, you stop enabling them by assuming their responsibilities. Number four, you give yourself the attention you are giving them. Number five, you establish Taking a uh, taking term experience. Number six, set boundaries for what you can and cannot deal with. And then number seven, decide if you should continue the relationship or you should walk away. Now, that's good stuff, isn't it? That's good stuff. That's good stuff. But there's a second part of this question. What? to do if you are the selfish partner. Uh, <laughs> we flipped the switch. Now we turned the, the table. We, we, we kicked it back on, on you. Throw the ball back on you. It's your baby now. 
What if you're the selfish partner? You've been listening to this series on toxic relationships. You begin, you were listening last week when we start talking about the, the qualities and characteristics of selfish relationships. And you may be sitting there right now thinking, shoot, man, I'm selfish. Man, I've been selfish. Now, one good thing about it, if you have listened and you realize your selfishness, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing because all of us make mistakes. All of us, you know, have challenges, but you are you acknowledging something. So I high five you a virtual high five, a virtual hug. That's a good thing. So what 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 should I do, Mike? Now I realize I was listening to you. It really made sense what you were saying. I see my relationship been very selfish. I'm gonna give you some things you should do, and you've probably already began. Number one, number one, you should repent. Repentance is to change your mind. The very fact that you uh, communicated that you're selfish whether it's to yourself or to others, then the repentance process has begun. You accept responsibility. That's what repentance is. You accept responsibility without excuses, without justification, without blame. No, you're never going to say, I've been selfish because of you. No, 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 no. You've been selfish because of you. Now, ask both God and we're dealing with repentance as God and your partner for forgiveness. Now, if selfishness is your norm, in other words, it's just how you have functioned. Maybe you are single now, you're married, you're still trying to be single in the marriage. Or maybe you just were brought up a train in such a way where everything was about you. Everything was about you. You know, maybe you've never been taught to give and love and serve and, and affection and all these different things. So it may be challenging for you. It may be challenging for you. To break this can't because but you have to remember selfishness is learned behavior. It is something you learn. It's learned behavior. What will motivate you in the repentance area is how much do you want the relationship? Do you want the relationship to work? Well, it's a team sport. Relationships are team sport. So you have to decide, do I really want this? Do I really want this relationship to work? That will serve as a motivation for you to carry out the, the repentance issue. Now, secondly, what should I do? You should get some understanding. And that's what I've been giving you in these series and these lessons, some understanding. You have to get some understanding. The Bible says wisdom, that's the word of God, is the principal thing. But with all you're getting, get understanding. So listen, you have to understand uh, a few things. Number one, you have to understand that the essence of a selfish relationship is an imbalanced contribution, an imbalanced contribution. 
the essence of a selfish relationship is an imbalanced contribution. Secondly, you have to understand the other side. The essence of a great relationship, the essence of a great relationship is a giving partnership. Giving and receiving partnership is a giving and receiving partnership. Now, there are two things that are in juxtaposition. The essence of a selfish relationship on one hand, the essence of a great relationship on the other hand, the essence of a selfish relationship is an imbalanced contribution. The essence of a great relationship is a giving partnership, giving, receiving partnership. Okay. Since you, we're talking about understanding now, since you have been accustomed to trying to get your needs met, your desires, participating in your interests, your concerns, you're going to have to work now to focus on your partner. He or she need. He or she desires. He or she interests. He or she concern. So number one, repentance. Number two, understanding. What should I do if I'm the selfish partner? Number three, prayer. You got to spend some time prayer, praying. In Philippians 2, verse 13, the scripture says that God will work within us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. What does that mean practically? Philippians 2.13 is simply saying that God will create in you the will, the want to, if you give him permission. Now, he's not going to force you, but if you say in prayer, Father, I need some help. Father, I recognize that I've been selfish and I want you to work in me Give me the motivation, create that desire on the inside. I'm choosing to allow you to help me. I want to change. I want to create in me the desire, stimulate that desire and create in me the, the ability to do it, to carry out. Give me the grace to carry out. So you're going to be praying for two things, basically, sensitivity and empathy, sensitivity and empathy. Sensitivity simply means to be aware of the need feelings of others, to be aware of the needs, the feelings of your partner, your, the person you're connected to in relationship. God created in me sensitivity. I'm not talking about the negative sensitivity where you get hurt. I'm talking about the positive sensitivity where you become aware. Help me, Lord, to be aware of my partner's needs, desires, their concerns. Help me to listen. You want to also pray for empathy. Empathy is to view the relationship through the eyes of your partner. God help me, creating the empathy, help me to view this relationship through the eyes of my partner, through the eyes of how they're seeing the situation, how they're feeling. Help me to be empathetic. 
I pray for sensitivity work within me. I pray that you work within me. Empathy. Listen, it's going to work. It's going to work because if you are born again, the love of God is on the inside of you. And when you pray for empathy and sympathy and when you pray, God, work in me, create the desire, give me the capacity. Guess what? Love is in you. Empathy is in you. The spirit of God will begin to stir it up on the inside of you, even in practical ways. I remember and I said this recently. I remember when I didn't like to go shopping with my wife. I didn't like to go to the mall. I I just didn't care for it. And but but my wife, I'm, I'm working on this thing because that's selfish. It would be selfish if if I say to my wife, listen, I don't like eating in restaurants. I don't like the way they cook the food. I like your cooking. I want you, you my wife. I want you to cook at home and I want to eat at home. I don't want to go out and <clears throat> turn me into a restaurant. I don't want to go out into a restaurant. I want you to do it at home. Okay, that's selfish now because your wife, she doesn't want to cook all the time. Or maybe it's the husband who like to cook and don't want to go out or the wife, vice versa. Anyway, now you got to ask God, okay, work within me, both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Create in me sensitivity. Help me to see what my wife needs. Help me to see this situation through her eyes. Yes, I want to eat at home. Yes, I don't want to go to the restaurant. But help me, God, to be sensitive that she needs a break. She enjoys going out. She wants me to go out. She wants me to suggest it. Help me to see this situation through her eyes. Empathy. Number four. What should I do if I'm the selfish partner? You should practice. Come on, say practice, practice, practice. You practice everything and you begin to develop it. Practice, practice doing things you don't like to do. Practice doing things that you're not interested in for the sake of your pack. Part practice it. Okay, you don't like this, you don't prefer this, whatever. You're gonna practice going against what you're feeling, what you need, what you desire. You're gonna practice, practice doing things you don't desire. Do it. I didn't desire to go shopping. God created in me the desire. I enjoy going. I just enjoy being with my wife all the time. I enjoy being with her. Well, God created that in me because there was a time. She desired being with me. I didn't desire being with her because we were having marital problems. I ain't want, you know, you know how that goes. But God created in us a desire. It wasn't that we didn't love each other. It wasn't that she really didn't want to be with me. She she really did want to be with me. But all the hassle, she didn't like the hassle. She didn't like the baggage I brought. I didn't like the baggage she brought. God began to work on the end. But we had to practice some things. We had to do some things we didn't like to do. We had to engage some things that we were not interested in. We had to establish that take turn experiment. Practice. Number five, and finally, accountability. Every person has blind spots, so allow... <laughs> others to speak into your life. 
Give someone you trust the permission to hold you accountable. Consider feedback as a gift. You're not going to get offended. It's going to be a gift because you're going to know what he or she likes, needs, desires, concern about by getting feedback. So it's got to be a gift. You got to view feedback as a gift and you have to allow and be open to the feedback of your partner. You have to listen Resist being defensive, resist debating, resist arguing. That's it. That's the conclusion of the selfish relationship. Now, listen, next week, next lesson, we're going to be talking lesson eight, nine lesson series. We're almost there. But next week, we're going to talk about get off my property. Just get off my property. We're going to talk about boundaries. Listen, I pray you have a great day tomorrow at work or school, whatever you're doing. I pray that you have a great day. Thank you for spending this time with me. Go back, listen to the podcast, share it with somebody else. I love you and I'll see you next time. 